I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to 2023. Gary YouTube survives for another year. I am Gary YouTube. Back to do some Gary YouTube being in the form of a tier list. All the basic bitch Gary YouTubes do. I'm joined by another Gary YouTube. How are you doing, Gary? I'm doing absolutely fantastic, Gary. Thanks for having me on. Lovely. And we're here to look at all of the debuts and returns of the Triple H regime in WWE, which kicked off in the summer of 2022. Mr. Editor, hit your intro now. It's Sam, by the way. Hello, Sam. Hello, Ross. So just in case you haven't been here before, we're about to put all those debuts and returns into a tier ranging from the best to lovely, lovely, to the middle of the road, all right, to just about bearable. And you want to avoid that bin, don't you, Gary? Well, you don't want to be in the bin. And Definitely we're not. kicking off with someone who could well be in the bin, but harshly, because Bronson Reed returned on December the 19th on Raw to help The Miz defeat Dexter Loomis in that double or nothing winner-takes-all ladder match. He then cut a promo, kind of, on the January the 9th episode of Raw, where he told The Miz they're not a pair, and if The Miz wants stuff, he's got a pair and that's all I've seen yeah that's pretty much it it's kind of been it's a shame because when he, he's a quite a big deal in terms of like he, he beat Okada yeah. in New Japan he's a former NXT North American champion and he's just come he back he gave Wade Barrett one of his best catchphrases Tsunami exactly <laughs> and he's come back and his the pop wasn't that great it got a big pop on the splash, and that was that was about it. Good pop on the splash. Good pop on the splash. Snap, crackle, and pop. I reckon we go bearable. I was going to say just, just about... because it's been so short. Yeah, we can't. Yeah, we can't. December say it's the nineteenth, he came back. So just, just about bearable. Yeah, we're sat here on January the twelfth. We are just to sort of date everything and show you where we are in life. Giovanni Vinci. He made his return out of nowhere at Clash at the Castle, but with still his sexy Italian model name from NXT two point intact, which I think is fantastic. When you look at what Imperium are, and you look mm -hmm. at what Giovanni Vinci he was he just fits in there like a glove I guess we have to talk about Imperium as a whole because that's mainly what he's done ever since he made his return Gunner is the figurehead been fantastic but Eichner and um, oh my god Kaiser, Kaiser I yes. his name there Ludwig, for a second. Ludwig Kaiser Ludwig Kaiser they've done some good things in tag team matches as a pair but also as a trio Imperium's done some good stuff with the Donnybrook match at Extreme Rules against the, the Brawling Brutes mm -hmm. and also done good things with the Brutes elsewhere and the New Day as well so I reckon it's, a, it's definitely higher than Bronson it's definitely higher than Bronson I think Giovanni Vinci he's made Imperium that bit better because mm -hmm. it was it was kind of not lacking without him but it was kind of like there was oh clearly something is missing at Clash of the Castle when he walked out it was a big deal it was like oh Imperium's back together this is showing that they're really behind them yeah I would say lovely 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 because Whoa. even though he's not done 
too much. He's added to the overall package of Gunter. And as you said, he's had some really good matches. Even if he's not, you know, he's not had a, a championship or anything, out of everyone that's come back, he was the one that I think everyone was really sort of like, not surprised by, but like, oh, this they're actually yeah. getting behind him and not keeping him NXT. So I think lovely, lovely, lovely. I reckon we go top of all right, you know. Just, top of all just, right just, just now. Just because other people are coming up and I reckon what they've done in comparison... Might overshadow him. Exactly. Yeah, That's fair enough. the law of the tier list. Next up, we have to give her her full name, Valerie Haller. Uh, Valhalla returned. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Logan did a, a one-off yeah. appearance at the 2022 Royal Rumble. That was the previous regime, but the Triple H regime, she came back on November the 11th as Valhalla, which is a thing to do with Vikings and yeah. gods and that sort yeah. of stuff. Uh, a gimmick of course a look I should say which was criticised for being uh, very much similar to Max the Impaler on the indie scene but I think that the look is just based off the gods it's a lot of Viking and, and Pagan and all that sort of stuff that's just it's, how they look isn't it it is I can see the resemblance to Max the Impaler it is very similar to their outfit and their, their attire um, but they didn't have like a summer range for no, <laughs> 17th or whatever year it was I don't know I, I guess it's just very similar <laughs> niches of it where yeah. it's similar characters enough um, and after, outside of a couple of big headbutts um, she's done now, so I reckon she's at least on the same level as Bronson, if not a bit lower. I would say lower, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's just had that one, I guess, promo package where they were like, oh, the Viking Raiders they are They were good, back. those promo packages yeah. were good. And it was cool, but she's not done much, really. It's symptomatic so. of the SmackDown tag team division where every... So, excuse me, every gimmick is very much different, but they're booking them all the same. They're trying yeah. to make the tag team division every team as good as the last team, which in turn is making them all blur into one, in my opinion. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to have them all built up as as good as each other and be like, oh, which one's win, gonna lose, win, yeah. win, lose, win, like, lose, yeah. They need some teams that are going to make take some losses. Uh, Viking Raiders, I think, should be pushed higher, like, but I feel like... I, I wish know. they would just drop the Viking stuff and just be, like, what War Machine was back in the day, just but obviously you can't call them War Machine. Big lads. Yeah, just big... Big brawling boots. Big brawling lads that <laughs> like a bit of Viking stuff. <laughs> Emma returned to WWE in October after five years away as a surprise challenger for Ronda Rousey, but she got a short but a competitive match. It was a very good start <laughs> for Emma against Ronda Rousey, who, of course, is books really strong. Yeah. As, 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 as I was sitting here, she's uh, had three more matches and lost them all on SmackDown. But, crucially, she's got her in, in real life relationship with Madcap Moss on the telly, so that's good for them, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, they've been cutting promo. You've got a message on Slack. How Whoa. dare you? Oh, how dare you unprofessional man this was meant to be closed boo you boo you I definitely boo I'll a try and continue but I am shocked and appalled uh, <laughs> she was cutting a promo on Smackdown a few weeks back to somebody else saying you've forgotten who you are and I would argue this bland lady has forgotten who she is yeah I would it's, it's a shame it's either getting the bin or just about bearable right I would say that Ronda match keeps it out of the bin yeah I mean it was a good I would say that Ronda match return. puts it above Bronson and Valerie Haller I'd put it in the middle because she's been back longer than Bronson, but not done as, like... Well, she's not, done more than she's Bronson. She's done more than Bronson. Put it above Bronson, but below uh, Fabian. Yeah, that's yeah, that probably is about right. I think it's a crucial feud they've got now, Madcap and Emma, against uh, Karrion Cross and Scarlet. Has she got as much potential as Bronson? I guess it's not really yeah, about potential. Emma. Yeah. Do you remember Emma from back in the day? Yeah, oh, yeah. With the gloves that only went that far up and the back of her hand. Promo packages that lasted longer than Veer hand. That was Emmalina. Yeah, that's, that's a different, different, different character. Different human being. Tegan Knox uh, had... Uh, well, I was doing my research for this and I was shocked to learn, because I'd forgotten about this, she had a main <laughs> roster run in 2021 yeah. where she was with Shotzi as Knox and Shotzi. They, uh, they beat the women's tag team champions at the time three times but never got a title shot. Yeah, it's an outrage. that they, <laughs> And then she was, what, drafted? Drafted the role, but released before she could make a debut. Now she's back early December 
remember to save Lig Mo uh, Lig Lig Morgan. Lig Morgan. <laughs> Liv Morgan. From, I've just shot a massive video before this and my mouth is yeah. not working. Um, from an attack from damage control because they are both crazy ladies. I think the thing that makes Tegan a crazy lady to Liv's crazy lady is that Tegan has coloured hair. She does have coloured hair. Rainbow coloured yeah, hair. Yeah. Yeah, and she likes Captain Marvel. And, and that's, that's what's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. And she likes Kane in 2022, yeah. which I guess is also uh, kind yeah, of crazy. Yeah, that's quite crazy. Uh, they unsuccessfully, this is uh, Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox, unsuccessfully challenged uh, for Dakota and Eo's uh, women's tag team titles. Uh, Tegan and Liv do, of course, have a win over Shayna and Ronda in the books, but that is more due to Raquel Rodriguez coming down and causing a distraction for Ronda, which then distracted Shayna, which allowed them to hit the shiniest wizard and then win. Uh, still hasn't really got a character for me. Um, yep. Yeah. But uh, I guess the multicolored hair just goes well with the homicidal, suicidal, genocidal, death divine Liv Morgan. <laughs> Liv Morgan yeah. yeah. Remember I, that? Well, she's I, doing moves. She's doing the sad booster, yeah. yeah. I think she's got a lot of potential in the women's division. I think her coming back has, has boosted the division quite a bit. She was one of those people that it was like, oh, Triple H really, really likes. Why has she been released? Like, she's just had a string of bad luck. Unfortunately, it's either going to be at the bottom of all right or at the top of just about bearable, right? Because it's. I'd say it's similar to Emma, even though she's been there for a little bit shorter time. She's she's had a good match, you know, with Shayna and Ronda yeah. on SmackDown. Had a couple of other little good outings, but again, it's another one of those, much like Bronson there next to Emma, that you know we're just waiting for more, aren't we? Her actual physical return, though, that moment where she came back, I thought was quite well yeah. done. I thought it was more impactful than Emma just showing up. It was similar to Bronson Reed, but with a bigger pop. Mm. And although I didn't, I didn't like the shiniest wizard. Why? I feel, I don't know. I just, it didn't connect for me. Fair it didn't connect. <laughs> but I think, I think bottom of all right, because she's better, the better return than Emma. Fair enough. Yeah, I'll go with that. That's, go with that it's one. mainly up to you, Fraser. Whoa! At the end of the video, Gary Fraser here will decide what has been the best return we'll handle see. debut of the Triple H regime. Yeah. Uh, the Poison Pixie next, Candice Array. Do you want know a Poison Pixie is? Um, it's, it sounds like something from Harry Potter. It's uh, outside of a crap pair of paper mache wings. I'm not too sure, but they try yeah. and hammer home this nickname every week. But we don't, they don't tell us what, why, why she is. She's the poison she pixie. I, I think there was a line that she said something like, "That's why they call me the poison pixie." What? What? It's yours truly, the poison pixie. Right. Okay. Cool. I put things in your food and then you <laughs> die. Ah. <laughs> Return in September uh, after just a, ha a handful of months after giving birth to a human. Yeah. Which I think is no. That's quite cool. That's quite cool. Quite cool. She pushed a human being. Pushed out of her own over, body and then she's playing wrestling yeah we can do quite that quite cool you quite said. cool yeah. <laughs> undersell it a bit more Fraser why don't you but then unfortunately soon after her return to the company in September as I said there she was sidelined for a month which uh, scuppered everything I'm just again I'm not sure what her character is but she hasn't been given a lot of promo time yeah. to establish what that character is we know that she's the wife of Johnny Gargano because interviewers often say that's the wife of Johnny Gargano what do you think of this um, yeah. and we know she's getting stalked by Nikki Cross at this point I don't know what that means um, she has lost to Rhea Ripley to Io Sky and to Dakota Kai but she has beaten Nikki ESH back in the day Bailey and yeah. Dakota as well she's got so some big wins yeah I reckon it's gotta be it's gotta be an alright yeah I reckon it's alright right. better, than, better than Tegan I'd say but not as good but as but not Fabian. as good as Fabian or Sorry, Giovanni. Giovanni, Giovanni oh, Vinci. Goodness. There's a point at the camera. Giovanni. Flash. Yeah. Uh, Michin is next. Mia Yim returned in November as the OC's answer to Rhea Ripley and of, 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 of the Judgment Day, of course. Yeah. Uh, lost to Bailey to damage control and tag team action alongside Becky Lynch, but that was more to develop the Becky and Bailey storyline. Has defeated Tamina heartbreakingly so. Why, Father, <laughs> why? And was also on the winning War Games team. Uh, the ties with the OC for me aren't, are quite flims flimsy at the moment. It's very paper thin, right? She just it's wears just... the t shirt but doesn't actually be Do with anything them with them. It's yeah. just. She's mates with the OC, and it's like, is she a part of the group? Is she not? Clearly, they want to make her a part of it, but I think they've had like 
with Carl going and doing New Japan stuff, AJ getting injured now, it's kind of like, well, what, what, what do they do with her? Yeah. It was, she had a really good showing in the War Games match. I thought she did really, really well. She's obviously had history in that match, mm-hmm. so she's done it before. Again, it's for me, it's sitting in that all right tier where it's, she's done nothing special yet, but she's come back and is a, an actual force in the division. I reckon she's got a, for, a, a case of the Giovanni Vinci's. In yeah. that she has come back and done some good things, but she's not the forefront of anything. I yeah. think she's just symptomatic of that. We also, the news, didn't we, of Triple H sort of fleshing out the ladies' roster with yep. TV-ready wrestlers, and she's very much one of them. And I think that's what her ceiling may, might just be. I think it's probably even with Giovanni or just below him. I'll go with Giovanni. Yeah, so we'll, we'll pop, him, pop her in around. there. Pop her in there. Quite even. Not, not yeah, very just, good. Just, not very good tier list so far, is it? It's not, it's not doing great. <laughs> I thought this year was better than it has been. <laughs> Elias is next up. He made his return to the company after, of course, Ezekiel, his little brother without a beard and no charisma. It was, I've written down here, it was so much of a pointless charisma vacuum, he sucked himself up into his own arsehole and was never seen again. Like, disappeared into a vortex. you are. Yeah. Disappeared into a vortex. He did. Where's he gone? Uh, Elias, of course, went missing in the summer of 2021 after some vignettes where he was digging a grave for himself. That was before Zeke rocked up the night after WrestleMania 38. Kevin Owens then made Zeke work by calling him a liar, but after Kevin Owens was done, then he just became a guy who was clearly Elias and was dressed up and his, we and met his family. Ran, it definitely ran its course. We met his family briefly where it was clearly just Elias dressed up as a grandpa, um, but that is very much a heel gimmick, but was given to a baby face. So it was yeah. never going to work. He became a proper jobber though, Elias has since his return in my opinion. He had a little tag team with Riddle, a little stint as a tag team with Riddle where clearly Randy Orton was injured. Oh no, we've got Riddle. What do we do? Let's try and make it work with Elias. He's got a guitar. And yeah. That's, sorry. Was, when you think back to like 2018 and 2019, he was having some really good matches with Seth Rollins, like for the Intercontinental Championship and all that. It is a shame to see a few years on, four years, five years on, and he's kind of regressed to the point where he's not, he's not even a deal. Like it's just, oh, it's, it's he it's was Elias. One of, he was one of the few around that period of time as well, especially when he was a heel. Remember that segment with Kevin Owens where they mentioned the basketball team, or whatever, and got booed uh-huh. out of the building for like 15 minutes straight. He was one of the few that got proper big reactions every single week, and they just. When it came to the wrestling, they never had him win, which in turn stopped yeah. people caring as much. He had a big I, spot at WrestleMania with John Cena where he was playing exactly, yeah. a concert. But he's, he got off the bus, didn't he, crucially recently, to get attacked by the bloodline. Why would you get out the bus? Yeah. Just stay on the just bus. Stay on the, you're, safe. you're safe there. And he's become a job. He lost a, 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 a Music City street fight recently against Solo Sokoa. Yeah. He's just become a proper jobber, so I think it's Ben. It's, it's, yeah, it's got to be the bottom of just about bearable or Ben, but I think Ben is probably where I'm at. Granted, it was a good match with Solo Sokoa. Like, he has put oh, yeah. some decent matches, but it's just, it's a it's a waste of, of Elias. Yeah, buddy. Legado del Fantasma were promoted, well, moved along, we should say, from, you know, the even keel that is Smackdown in NXT. Yep. Yeah, yeah, of course. NXT Definitely even, third brand. Yep. Um, it's been a bit of an old one since they made their debut back on October the 7th. I think Zelina was a huge upgrade on Electra Lopez. Yeah. No offence on Electra, that's just how good Zelina is, in my opinion, in, in the role of the business manager. Uh, the Shady Gentleman's Club uh, vignettes they've been doing, as is pictured, as you can see yeah. somewhere around us. Um, they've been good, um, but apart from from that they've not really done much the tag lads are just the same as the rest of the division but that is as I said earlier a bit symptomatic of the Smackdown tag team divisions um, but Santos he defeated Kofi Kingston which yeah, is notable yeah. uh, Butch and Nakamura as well in the World Cup before losing to Ricochet in the final so apart from that it's another case of like we've done some things which have been quite alright but there's definitely more to come yeah he's, he's boosted the mid card Santos particularly the tag division yeah as you, you've mentioned it's sort of they're all on even footing but he, he specifically boosted the mid card well because I thought he was going to win that tournament. Mm. I thought he was going to be on, and it would be, we'd have Legado del Fantasma versus Imperium, and that would be our big feud going forward rather than Ricochet and Braun Strowman. But I think, yeah, I think he's got to be in 
top of just about bearable or all right. I think probably I'm leaning more towards all right. But if we're putting uh, Tegan Knox in all right, I think we've got to put Legado in there. Yeah, because he did a really good run in, in the World Cup. Mm. So I think above... I'll, I'll put them there just now. <laughs> put them there just now, but I think it'll probably move move on. We'll come back to it in yeah. the end. Uh, good brothers, Carl Anderson might just be the gateway drug between a working relationship between WWE and New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's a weird sentence yeah, to no, say. It's, yeah, it's very weird to say. It is, yeah. They came back in October, did the good brothers, completely out of nowhere and thrown straight into a feud against Finn Balor and the Judgment Day. Their reveal and return night was absolutely fantastic because yeah. we had Balor and Styles in the ring. Balor looked like he was trying to get sort of Styles on his side. Styles looked like he might be going on Balor's side, but then he sort of hugged him. He's like, I'm not talking about here. And then the music, then the music hit, comes and out. the pop, oh. the pop they got. I've never heard them get a pop like that in my life. It was, it was crazy incredible. for Sour Boy. Like, <laughs> don't mention wow. him. That's don't crazy. Yeah, yeah, Sour Boy. Boy got a pop. Are well, you a fan or not a fan? No, I'm not a fan of Sour Boy. Don't Dave worry, a fan outside. Yeah, yeah. Sour Boy's the worst. He is the uh, worst. Good Brothers have a couple of wins on TV against the um, uh, Alpha Academy. The work has been pretty good as well, I think, in the yeah. match, especially Luke Gallows. I think he's doing better work than I've ever seen him do anywhere else. Yeah, definitely. The Between past the past three years, this is his best stuff. Yeah. Um, it's also went, Yeah, sorry. They also went down to NXT to help Cameron Grimes because they like money and Cameron Grimes has a lot. That was good, apart from their carny language. I don't yeah. like... Yeah. I don't like it. It's like Kazarni, isn't it? Yeah. Don't like that sort of stuff. Again, it's a case of they've done a few good things here and there, but they haven't had much to sink their teeth in. Too. Yeah, I think it's it's in the all right tier. I think it's probably level with Mia Yim because it's sort of in that same ballpark. Um, but I think they're probably above her because yes, they've done a bit her. more. Is it above Giovanni Vinci? I don't think so. I don't know. Think... The return was as good, but oh, the return was better. But what they've done since, I don't think is as good. I suppose Giovanni didn't go into a match or anything. It was just a company. Yeah, he was just there, <laughs> which is cool. But yeah, couldn't have got him a ticket. He got on the plane. The, imagine flying all that way just just to stand on the ramp. Well, that's what Karrion Cross did. The weird. He, oh my God, he did. He didn't just sat he? in the crowd and threw some water. At Drew, weirdo. Weird. Anyway, we move on to Braun Strowman, who was released in June of 2021 and then brought back in September of 2022, and has been booked very, very strong indeed. He took out the entire tag team division on arrival back in September, then specifically went after American. Uh, sorry, I keep calling them American Academy. Alpha, Alpha Academy. Academy for a couple of weeks. Then. He put his foot in it. He took to, took to Twitter after Crown Jewel and said his match against Omos uh, was 47 stars. Uh, no one cares about the floppy floppers. Subsequently, he lost a match to Ricochet on SmackDown in the World Cup semi-finals, and now is Ricochet's best friend. So stick that in your pipe and smoke at Braun Strowman. <laughs> yep, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I, this is a weird return because it started really well for me, and it's just gone downhill. Yeah. A fair amount in the past what month or two. And crucially, he made Gunter look scared. Which you can never do. never do that. Gunter should, should never, never be scared of anybody, that. let alone Braun Strowman. But he has had a decent return. He's it's the best one so far. I, by I would mile. agree. Yeah, he's he's been booked well. He's had some good matches, and he's he's in been in constant storylines that have made sense for him. It's either top of all right or bottom of lovely, lovely, lovely. I'll go lovely. bottom of lovely, mate. Just in, you think? in relation to everything else we've seen so far, it, I think it we is have to have a step yeah, above, isn't it? Yeah. Damage Control, specifically Dakota Kai, who returned to WWE at SummerSlam, and Io, who debuted on the main roster proper at SummerSlam as well when they rocked up at the end of the match yep. with Bailey. Uh, they've been everywhere. They've been the main, the, the, the sort of jet, the central thread of both women's divisions on Raw and SmackDown. They've just done absolutely everything they can mm -hmm. do. Uh, highlights, well, I guess the low light, I should say, was the, the when they lost the tag team titles to Alexa Bliss and Asuka, and then won them back at Crown Jewel six days later. That was strange. It felt like they wanted to have a title change in Crown Jewel, so then just went oh what one can we afford to to yeah. lose and it was that one they've been good for everything they've done i think i think they've been on top form having bailey associated with them really helps their case 
And I think I've got no real complaints about them apart no. from losing that that belt. It's the so best, it's probably it's the, best the best tier, right? In relation to what we've seen so far, it's the yeah. best tier by country mile. They've just been they have been the central thread of everything we've seen from women's wrestling in WWE. And just the return itself was fantastic, having them come out one at a time at SummerSlam on a big stage. We can't do better. Lovely. And the wrestling's been good as well. Like yeah. seeing EO you know, Sky just do a moonsault and people go, whoa. Whoa, it's a moonsault. She's yeah. really good. She's good it's been good to see, hasn't it? And Dakota Kai as well. Her selling is unbelievable. Really, she is yeah. the female Dolph Ziggler. I'm telling yeah, you. Now. That's, yeah, that's a good comparison. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, incredible. Incredible. Hit row. Top. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops if we're stopping to get gas. You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Dollar was immediately referred to as a former Uber driver on arrival on SmackDown, which made us laugh on the podcast. <laughs> and then he was referred to as a former American football star more recently. And I'm asking, why wouldn't you just say American Start with football? that one and then work your way. Undertaker also... used to work at McDonald's, didn't you know? <laughs> <laughs> when he was World champ material. Um, they've, they won four of their first five matches back on television. The, the early live performances of music in the ring. I mean, obviously, I'm not a fan of that music. They were awkward as balls for me. It's it's not having swerve is really <laughs> has really brought it back a bit and sort of brought it down a peg. It just seems it is awkward and it doesn't feel convincing that they are a group of friends. I don't I'm believe not, that they're I'm friends. Not, I'm not qualified to say that, Fraser. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I just, I just don't buy them. <laughs> I'm not um, buying Top Dollar at all. Top Dollar was then he did the big flop over the top rope, didn't he? Michael Cole has, has laughed at him for several weeks ever since. And WWE made it a storyline. The entire locker room laughing at Top Dollar. Ricochet was involved in the people laughing at Top Dollar. Then they had a match to qualify for the Rumble, but which I, Top Dollar was squashed in. But Ricochet defended him. He was like. Oh, it is a lot harder than it looks. Than oh, Top he was Dollar taking was. the piss out he of him. He was, but like, okay, Mike, it was like, he defended the fact that doing the flippy flops is tough to do. And then Top Dollar took offence to that, and there we had the match. Keep talking. I think, for me, Top Dollar and the rest of Hit Row can only be in getting the bin at the bottom of just oh, about terrible. They won four of their first five matches. But what have they done? What have they done? They have won... It's bearable. It, got to be bearable. But it's got to be at the bottom of just about bearable. It's lower than Valerie Hallath. Lower than Bronson Reed, who's done nout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just... The, the, it seems... They're, they're, they feel like a jobber tag team. Fair jobber, enough. Tr- jobber troop. Fair enough. So, they have won a few matches, though. <sighs> uh, 
And they have crucially stopped those awkward live performances, which is another plus point. Is that them or is that management? <laughs> it's management, obviously. But you know. um, uh, I'll put them. I'll put them above Valerie. There. Now this one, Fraser, yep. is going to be controversial. Johnny Gargano returned in August, quite like how out the blue it was in hindsight. Yep. Like I saw a lot of people going, "Oh, they didn't do anything to build it up," and people obviously didn't react when they saw Gargano because it's been a while. Yeah, he was yeah. predominantly NXT, wasn't he? Um, but I quite like how just out the blue it was in hindsight. Just like anything can happen on Monday Night Raw. There was a nice sort of misdirect having it uh, right in his hometown two weeks before his actual debut, so he, he returned in Toronto, I think. Um, yeah, it's I like having him back. But has he done much of note? He's just been Let me tell you me. what's happened, because yeah. they've changed his theme, which for some is a crime. I was never too much of a fan of Rebel Heart, I can't lie to you. I liked it. It was iconic to him. It's the, I, the new one is definitely worse than what was yeah. before. 50-50 uh, booking and a, a really annoying character has scuppered his return. Um, I thought he was a certainly be at least sort of like US title level under the mm. Triple H regime, but that just hasn't happened. That's been down to booking, but also down to injury as well, which is a bit of a shame. The main feud, obviously, was against The Miz, with The Miz promising to pay Dexter, but they're not paying Dexter, so we got that ladder match but it's the character work for me he's become the comedy actor Monday Night Raw yeah. and him doing it with his little head <laughs> he just comes yeah. off as an annoying arsehole he does come off as annoying doesn't he um, and obviously it's the 50-50 button as I said earlier he's lost to Omos, Miz, Corbin and Otis and that's out of eight matches yeah he's not done he's not done particularly well and I think Johnny Gargano is the biggest him and, and Dexter Loomis which we'll get onto soon are the shining examples of NXT's biggest issue and the fact that they've already done a full story arc mm. like what they've got to try and do something new with them but the story arcs they did in NXT were the most obvious ones to do it and the, the natural character progression for them we're now at the point where Johnny's completed his arc and he's just this annoying face that knows he's good because he's won the cha you know, world championship NXT championship and he's Dex he's somehow Dexter's father-in-law yeah but that hasn't really been established that he is the father no it's one. just other mates it's been and mentioned, then been yeah. mentioned and they've been like oh he was married to Indy Hartwell in NXT and that's it I thought uh, it spoke volumes when there was a little backstage segment with uh, Happy Corbin and JBL and I was sort of more on JBL's side than I was Gargano's because Gargano was being just an annoying yeah. little man um, I'm really struggling to place this one because having Gargano back I think is, is great Yeah, I think having him back is fantastic and he's, he's if he it gets used well he'll be an asset I think his return so far has just been all bearable. right or bearable. I'll go top of bearable, me. Yeah, it's he's not done anything that stands out as something. For who it is and what he's done. I know a part of it's down to injury, which you can't help, but... But yeah, it's... The it's, character work especially, it's been a bit like... Whoa. When he's on TV, you're just like, it's just Gargano. Yeah, and when, when he's laughing, you're not really laughing with him, are you? No, not at all. No. no. Much like my life. Uh, Dexter Loomis. Uh, the stuff with the Miz early on was good. The lurking in the back of his car. Well, he kept popping up here and everywhere. Yeah. Breaking into the Miz's house. The lack of explanation from the Miz. He just kept going, oh, I don't want to talk about it. That's yeah. what let it all down for me. If the Miz was like, he tied me up and stuck things in my uh, mouth. Uh, oh. <laughs> Something like that. I think it would have took Dexter. No, you know what I mean? That, a bit more tasteful than that. But you know what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, it would have um, been better, better storyline overall. It would have taken Dexter to a different level, from, in my opinion. Um... Uh, the feud culminated obviously with that double or nothing uh, winner takes all ladder match I can see what they're trying to do with Loomis and Gargano with Loomis being the silent one the straight guy and Gargano being the comedy relief yeah. but the straight guy silent and doesn't really react to the comedy guy whose comedy isn't really funny it's not funny it's not funny <laughs> enough to justify having the straight man no. <laughs> so it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't work their pairing doesn't quite work His, it, the first the stuff in NXT he, did because yeah, it was good. Like the one he's whapping out the, the string of condoms. Yes, yeah, that was funny. Great humour. 
he was the comedy man. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was the one providing the comedy. And, and you also had other people around them that were, were it wasn't just Gargano to, to be annoying because his character was annoying at that point. But for Dexter, his, his return was great. Having him just show up in the crowd and get escorted out, having them be like, he's not actually signed here. He doesn't work here. What's he doing? The build-up to the reveal was all right, but it got worse as time went on that he was being paid by The Miz. Yeah. I like having him back. I was a big fan of Dexter Loomis. I didn't like the fact he was released in the first place in terms of just, I thought he had a lot of potential. But his return has been just all right or above Gargano and just about Above bearable. Gargano in all right, I reckon. Yeah. Because well, he, has, he has had a couple of good matches as well. And I think he's shown, there was a recent match he had with Chad Gable where he was showing flourishes that he could do slightly different things with the character. Mm. Like he did this spinning leg drop into a kip-up thing. Yeah. And I'm like, you, you never used to do that sort but of thing. Cool. Yeah. But it's like, there's, a, there's a development there. It's just, we're not seeing enough of it. But who we are seeing enough of is The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson returned to WWE back in September after living a short life as Max Dupree <laughs> with the maximum male models. Of course, I'm speaking about LA Knight, who is the modern-day incarnate of The Rock. You Disney know, Fraser. You know, Ross, I have in the past on the podcast criticised LA Knight and not been a fan of LA Knight. But you know what? <laughs> you know what? The Rock has won me over. I am now a fan of LA Knight. Is that because he's carrying the feud with Bray Bastard Wyatt? He is carrying the feud. <laughs> I liked. I actually liked him in Maximum Male Models in terms of like, no, it wasn't great stuff, but he did really well with it. Mm. And I think him as LA Knight, he's uh, he has won me over. He's been absolutely fantastic. and I'm saying he's been fantastic, but we still haven't seen everything. We've just seen little flourishes of LA Knight. Yeah. The years and the whatnot. He was turning into, into Ric Flair in the ring with the years the other the day. Like, doing a Ric Flair movement with a year. Um, yeah, he carried, he's been carrying that feud with Bray Wyatt for me. And it's um, I don't know what we say that. He's won 100% of his two matches on SmackDown <laughs> since becoming LA Knight again against Mansoir and Ricochet. But again, it's, it's, he's, he's part of this Bray Wyatt storyline, which is doing... It's inching forward every week. I think there's a big difference. Well, we'll say that point later on when we yeah. speak about Bray Wyatt. But it's inching along week by week, and he's the one who's been entertaining. Yeah, he's the one that I'm more interested to see every week. Which and is not the way it should be. It's, it shouldn't be. Because Bray's going to eat him in this lights out <laughs> yeah. Mountain Dew thing. But he has been the person who I've been most excited to see on SmackDown every week, just outside of that feud. Just mm. It's, oh, what's LA Knight going to do? His The way his character has been acting on SmackDown has been smart. It's been true to his character from NXT, but also, unlike Gargano and Loomis, it's not like he's completed a big, big story arc. It's just, this is his character. No matter As a face or a heel, he stayed true to the yeah. same character. It's just, oh, the fans start to like him. And that's really good. And I think... It's got to be lovely, 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 At or least, the best. I'd say lovely, lovely, lovely. Top of lovely, lovely, lovely. It's been. He's only had two matches, so I think that, that keeps it out the best. He's got better on the mic, though. He's, he's been on the mic. Oh no, almost. he's the same on the mic. But he's he's been They're just letting him do more. But that's what I mean. He's, it doesn't matter that he's not wrestling. He's carried what months. If you want to put it in the best, Fraser, you put it in the best. I'm I'm putting. Oh, he's gone. I'm putting the bottom of the best. I'm I'm completely turned on LA Knight. He's no longer the QT Marshall of NXT. <laughs> I remember when you said yeah. that. Could you imagine saying that with a camera rolling? Bloody oh, hell! Multiple times. Carrying <laughs> <laughs> Cross and Scarlett returned to the company in August. Obviously, Carrying's main feuds thus far have been against Drew McIntyre, and now he's going after Rey Mysterio because he thinks he's an old horse and he has a playing card with a picture of Rey's head on it. Yeah, that's the that's storyline so far. The highlights for Carrying Cross, and I have highlights in abbreviated commas, have been the steel cage match against Drew and the strap match against Drew. And I say that, highlights, because they weren't very good. <laughs> they, they were average at best, weren't they? they yeah. Were, they, I like the stuff they did with it, but it, there was so much more they could have done. And it just felt like, 
they were put in there because they're tall and they can scrap and they didn't produce something they didn't the have great chemistry run out. the camera's about to run out they didn't have great chemistry on the plus side though for carrying cross his entrance is back to what it was in nxt scarlet's back with him obviously he was bloody he was castrated let's just say when he was promoted <laughs> to the main roster the year before 2021 he was castrated it was it? terrible wasn't the outfit the, the entrance everything about it losing in his first match in 90 seconds yeah, yeah you don't do jeff that hardy as well yeah. wasn't it who at that time had been nowhere for ages yeah but we also have to say that massive big cool fancy entrance is his downfall because when the bell rings i think he's boring as piss yeah, and I think that was highlighted in, in, in NXT, and it was really, oh, he'll be fine on the main roster because Vince is in charge. As of time of filming, he's not in charge, Triple H is, and it Nothing's doesn't changed, fit with Triple yeah. H's vibe of, of the work rate style that they've been really pushing a bit more on the main roster. It's, yeah, it's, it's a shame. His return, I thought, was good. I thought him coming out of nowhere and attacking Drew and it being like, oh, Cross is back and he's got a new look was good all the way over the Atlantic Ocean for that little water spot with Drew was silly got imagine holiday. going all that way got a holiday in London didn't <laughs> <they>? <laughs> or Cardiff you know so it's it started for me lovely 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 and has since fallen to probably alright I think alright bearable I think in the positive comment, uh, column as well Scarlett has started wrestling there's a little few with Mad Cat Moss and Emma going on as we're sat here right now but it, it, it is he's yeah, presented as a big deal we've got to mention the, the crappy fire thing as well which I, I know oh, things like yeah, that happen because yeah. it's live TV and all that sort of stuff but again that's a thing in a negative bit for him I still think he's just an entrance for me when the, when the bell rings he's really boring the thing is he, <laughs> yeah he is boring but he has done more than quite a lot of the people that we've put in alright like he's done more than them. He's been in a bigger feud. He's, although he's not, but he's won. also been given more to do. He has, but does that? He's not done a lot with it. Yeah, true. I think he's in the all right tier. It's all in relativity this tier. Yeah, and I've, <laughs> I'm going to pop him middle of all right. I'm fine. Personally, with that. it's all right. Some people will probably go, oh well, you know, he's a bigger deal. I think all right. Yeah, based on what they've done so far. Again, this is what they've based. This is based on what they've done so far, not not like who they are or what they've yeah, done in the past. Yeah. A part of the Triple H regime, what they've done. Solo Sokoa made his debut by helping Roman Reigns retain at Clash at the Castle. Of course, the presentation for me has been spot on as the enforcer of the bloodline. The silent brooding type has been enhanced by Sami Zayn jumping around yeah. him like a like a flea on cocaine. That's how you do Johnny Gargano and Dexter <laughs> Lewis. You have, you have actual fun. Make with Sami Gargano Zane. more annoying. No, but Sami Zayn works with it and does it well uh, um, to be fair Gargano is really endearing when he's allowed to be that way well, yeah, yeah but it's just he's written annoyingly Sami Zayn is written annoyingly intentionally and it works <laughs> <laughs> uh, the addition of the Samoan Spike has been great in recent times we saw the stuff with Dolph Ziggler on a recent role where he sort of did the elevated one and hoo-ha mm -hmm. it was very very good indeed uh, we had the in the positive comment for the matches we have the stuff against uh, Sheamus on Smackdown War Games he was in there as well he wasn't one of the, the sort of the main set piece of the event that was all about Sami yeah it was about Sami and Roman and, and Kevin but, but he, it, he was he added still a lot to the match I think he yeah. was uh, I mean he had a couple of good spots in it as well. But. Yeah. And his, uh, his debut against uh, Drew on SmackDown, he just showed that he can hang with the proper main eventers. And I don't know how much that is the main eventers carrying him and him just hanging with the main eventers, if you know what I mean. But he doesn't look out of place, does he? He does not look out of place at all. He was really good on NXT as well, from what we've seen. Like, he, he had a very impressive run there. And I think it was only a matter of time before they put him with the bloodline. I think this has been. He's instantly, as soon as the bloodline is finished, I feel like he is that upper mid card main event talent yeah. ready to go. If he can talk. If he can talk. But or does he, he need to talk if Paul's still there? I don't there? think he needs to. Yeah. I think he, Paul Heyman and him could be a really good duo. Um, I think it's got to be the best. I think it's so as well. I, I think it's maybe better than LA Knight in the fact that 
he has done more, he's had more matches, he's been in a bigger spot, and he's done as much as Ellie Knight's only had two matches, he's done better with the stuff he's been given. Amen. Yeah. Amen, sister. And then we have Bray Wyatt, obviously the White Rabbit stuff at live events first and foremost, then in commercial breaks at proper SmackDown and Raw tapings was absolutely fantastic. We thought it was carrying cross for a bit, didn't we? <laughs> then thankfully it wasn't. <laughs> they were great the way the QR codes that we used. I'm, I'm happy for more, more of that to happen yeah, again give us in the more future. Of that sort of um, the return with the life side Firefly Funhouse characters and the new theme and coming through the door I thought was as good as it could have been. I thought yeah. it was pretty, um, no improvements to be made there. Uh, the battle, well, the initial battle of like, is Bray going to be feuding with him? himself and this different version of himself and what he's created that was full of intrigue for me but now that we know that uncle howdy is a different guy in a bow selector mask i'm a bit like that's a bit taken back from what yep. it could have been in my opinion do we think that uncle what was the other one uncle, uncle harper. harper do we think you know the battle mask that appeared on smackdown yeah the not rubber one they're not rubber they're dragon the that's uncle harper. harper and howdy's the rubber one because the commentator said the battle mask was, was howdy. howdy yeah i was really confused at this as well and i they, I guess that's the only character we've seen up until this point, so they're obviously assuming it's Uncle Howdy, but surely you would make the distinction. That doesn't look like yeah. Howdy, but it also looks more like a mask that they can, whoever is under the mask, can wrestle in and can I mean, move about, because the Bow Selector one is horrendous. It is pretty bad. But it, I like it. No, yeah. In nah. the context of like if that was a wrestling mask. Yeah. As a character, just to stand on the ramp. It reminds you of the, the great wizard who accompanied Oz to the ring back in early 90s WCW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as we're sat here on the 12th, no doubt, on the 13th of January episode of uh, SmackDown, they'll reveal exactly what we've just been told yeah. about there. That's how life works. As a re, re, re as a YouTuber. Yeah, as, yeah, as yeah, a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, as I was going to say earlier on, there's a difference between long-term stories and repeating the same stuff every week. And we've been seeing the same stuff repeated every week. Yeah. Or the main hook of a segment being Uncle Howdy laugh for over a minute and that's just not I know a lot, a lot of people go well you've been begging for long term storytelling for ages as a wrestling fan now you're getting it you, and you're still crapping on it but I think but it's not it's not long term that's just it's going to be long term if you do one thing every single week like how do you laugh then on Smackdown something else happened then on Raw something else it's going to be long term because nothing's really happening yeah there's no development <laughs> it's just the same same thing Ellie now he gets attacked Bray Wyatt comes and says, it wasn't me, bro. And then someone with a bow select mask stands at the top of the ramp and laughs, or comes to the ring and laughs. Yeah. It's, that sort of gimmick has run its course at this point. It needs to do something fresh. And it's a shame, because it seems to be that's the case with Bray Wyatt in recent years has been, there's one really cool concept, but the, either the writing staff or Bray himself just can't get past this one hook. Mm. And it, it's kind of let it down. It started for me in the best, and it has moved its way down to... I was going to say, how much does the debut pull it up? <laughs> I think it does a lot. Yeah. But it, it's either lovely, 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 or top of all right. I think... I'll go top of all right, you know. You think... <sighs> it's a controversial one. No doubt everyone at home disagrees. He's not had a match, apart from on, on a live show, so we can't rate anything... He's done in terms of in ring. He's literally cut the same promo. So yeah, all right. Yeah, I'll go all right there. I think that tier list looks nice. I think so too. I think I might make one change, Ross. What? I'm. I'm. Solo Sokoa looks wrong in second place. Does he? I think. I think he needs to. Where? He needs to move up to the. Oh wow! Up to the top, if it's going to allow me. It's, it's a flip not, of a coin for me between those two. It's not going to allow me. I'll move. I'll move. Damage control. The tier list does not want to move. Up. There we go. It's done. No, now. Well, there you go. There's our final tier list for the Triple H regime debut slash returns of the new people. Yeah.
Yes, that's, that's what it's one. called. I've been Gary YouTube, joined by another Gary YouTube. Happy New Year, everybody. Let us know how wrong we are in the comments down below, and we'll see you next time. Also, leave suggestions for what tier list you want to see in 2023, and we will do some. Cool. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.